Well, we welcome you this morning to our service, and we are grateful to Allison and Brett and Lauren for being able to provide uh, this music and introducing us into worship. But we're glad that you're with us again as we come. I spend over three months now that we've been meeting, uh, having this live service, and we are delighted uh, that you can join us again today. Uh, for those who are part of our church and those in this community and those who listen in other places, we welcome you and we hope that the Lord would bless and touch you uh, through this service today and that we would all be uplifted and drawn closer to him. Well, this is Father's Day that we celebrate uh, across our land. And we congratulate all of those who are fathers, those who are listening and, and those who are part of your life who are fathers. And we certainly uh, hope that you let them know how much you appreciate them. And we hope that, uh, fathers, you have an extra measure of blessing today from the Lord and that he gives you uh, also more courage to be able to do the work that God has called you to do. Uh, but we welcome each of you today and we are glad that we can hear from you and that we continue uh, to know that you are there. Although we uh, can't see you, I said this is the first time in my life that I've been preaching to a group of people that I didn't know who was listening to me, uh, but we are all delighted uh, that you are with us. We um, have many people on our prayer list. You receive those usually on Friday. Uh, from our office. If you are not on our present email list, please contact our church secretary this week. Get your name on there. We communicate more through email, probably any one particular way, so we invite you to do that. But our list is long, and many of those who are on that prayer list are certainly receiving treatment and therapy and are in very difficult places, some of them, so we lift them up. I'd also like to mention uh, today that two of our church members have lost precious loved ones. Bobby Wade Young has passed away this past Saturday, and um, or I think actually on Friday uh, evening. He is the brother to Douglas Young, uh, Betty Abernathy, and Linda Barnes. The arrangements are a drive-through visitation on Thursday night from 6.30 to 8 at Enon Baptist Church, Graveside service is for family and close friends at 11 a.m. on Friday at Enon Baptist Church Cemetery. So uh, we certainly pray for that family. Also, a dear member of our church family, Beth Broadway, lost her father yesterday. His name is Paul Hemphill, and the arrangements at this time is incomplete. But both of these families, we ask that you pray for them. Uh, I was reminded that... Uh, uh, as we approach Father's Day, certainly a difficult time to lose your father, but we ask that the Lord would comfort and walk along beside those who are grieving. Would you pray with me, please? Heavenly Father, we just ask that as we continue to be a part of this service, that we would sense and know of your Spirit. Bless those on our prayer list and others that we covet in our hearts Lord, that you would heal their bodies, that you would lift their spirits, that you would encourage their status, that they would know of your presence. And we pray, Father, for these dear family members who have lost a loved one and are grieving that you come to them and bring your consolation that only you can bring. 
We pray, O oh Lord, that they would lean upon you and that we as church family and friends and loved ones would go to them in an act of kindness and compassion and show that we care. We pray, O oh Lord, that you would bless us in all that we do in this service and that we would honor you. For us in the precious name of Christ our Lord, we make this prayer. Amen. One other thing I'd like to say, and Chris will be talking about this a little bit more as he does his children's sermon. We'll be having, starting this Sunday night, uh, what we call virtual vacation Bible school, or maybe some would call it homeschool vacation Bible school. In lieu of not being able to come here uh, to the church, we're doing this. And uh, Chris and others who are part of that team, Sue Hill and Christy, have worked hard to make that happen. Brett's provided uh, some music, and so uh, others uh, are on that in terms of being able to record. And I think it's going to be very, very valuable and uh, worth your time uh, to do that. And uh, you can, again, go to our website and find out how you do that. But it'll be on Facebook, I believe, at 6 p.m. today. So uh, we encourage you to come be a part of that. And Chris will be saying more about that. We want to continue to minister to you as the Lord leads us. May God bless today. point of personal testimony fairest lord jesus holds a special place in my heart it's one of the first songs i remember my father singing uh, and it's also one of the first hymns that i can remember god's impact in my in my life and feeling the holy spirit in my heart i hope today as you sing with us fairest lord jesus you'll think of your earthly father but also of your heavenly father let us sing special welcome to all the children who are watching along with us this morning. Happy Father's Day. I hope you are planning some special fun with your fathers today. I want to remind you that if you look on the Roseville Baptist Children's Ministry Facebook page, you'll find our Children's Worship Bulletin for this morning for Father's Day. If you uh, will go on the Roseville Baptist Church Facebook page tonight also, you will see at 6 o'clock our Vacation Bible School at Home as 
Dr. Bridges already mentioned, we have put a lot of work into that, myself and Miss Sue Hill and Mr. Brett and several of the youth. There's been a lot of people. Uh, Mr. Matt has uh, done a, a lot of work on the videos, and I'm sure I'm forgetting some other people, but the, there's been a lot of work from a lot of different people uh, to make that possible. And so I want you to make sure you get on tonight at 6 o'clock. We'll have a Bible story and crafts and music, and, um, and it'll be a lot of fun. I know we aren't able to be together, but it'll be a lot of fun for you to be on that. And I also want to remind you, hopefully you got the email from the church on Friday, but there was an email sent out, and there's also a place on Facebook where you can look and sign up and uh, let us know that you're watching. Let us know, especially if you're a visitor who is watching, um, and, and sign up and, and make sure you let us know that so that we can uh, be aware of that. Well, today is Father's Day, and I have a special verse for you this morning. It's from Proverbs chapter 4, verse 1, and it says this, Listen, children, to a father's instruction, and be attentive that you may gain insight. So this is a special verse that talks about fathers and listening to our fathers, which is certainly something that we should all do. But to start off with, I wanted to list some of the things that I've heard fathers say, not just my father, but other fathers, and you may have heard your father say some of these things too. So listen closely as I, as I read these off and see if you've heard any of these before. Why? Because I said so, that's why. Just wait till you have kids of your own. What did I just get finished telling you? That one is one I've heard before. This is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. Not now, I'm watching the game. When you break your leg, don't come running to me. No, we are not lost. Be quiet, I'm trying to think. I think that's one I've actually said, and I'm not even a father yet. And the last one, I don't know, ask your mother. <laughs> so, there you go. And of course, those are all silly things, and, and uh, uh, maybe you haven't actually heard your father say any of those things, but those are all silly things that maybe dads say from time to time. But in all seriousness, I do want to remind you of three particular things on this Father's Day. First of all, I want to remind you that today is a special day for fathers and for grandfathers and for father figures in all of our lives. And so I want to remind you to honor them today. Do that by uh, giving them a hug or a kiss, uh, giving them a gift if you have one, making them a card or giving them a card. All those things are just some of the ways that you can honor your father today and say uh, that you're proud of him and proud of the, the job that he does in caring for you and loving for you. Secondly, I want to remind you to pray for your dad or your father or your grandfather or that father figure in your life. Pray for them that God would grant them wisdom and that God would give them this, the strength to be the godly person that they are called to be. Pray for your father. And then thirdly, and last of all, I want to remind you to say thank you to your fathers. Say thank you for the way that they love you. Say thank you for all the good things that they do, for the fun that you have with them, 
for all the wonderful ways that they bless you and that God works through their life, life to bless you. Say thank you to your dad today. So honor them, pray for them, and say thank you to them today and every day, really. But it's a special day for fathers, and we want to remember that today. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you so much for our earthly fathers and grandfathers and those father figures in all of our lives who bless us through their love and through their care and through all uh, the ways that they bless us. God, we just ask that you would help them to feel special on this special Father's Day. And Lord, we are thankful that we also have a heavenly Father and that we uh, have a Father in heaven who loves all of us and who cares for all of us. And God, we pray that we, were, we would remember that as well. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
Thank you so much, Camden and Grace and Avert, for that special music, and uh, we're very appreciative to you for being able to do that today for us. <clears throat> if you have your Bibles with you, I would love for you to turn with me as we read from Proverbs, the fourth chapter, verses 1 through 7. It gives instructions uh, to sons and fathers and parents and all of us as to what we need to be about doing, and that is get wisdom uh, to be able to live in the world we live in. <clears throat> Verse 1 says, Listen, my sons, to a father's instruction. Pay attention and gain understanding. I give you sound learning, so do not forsake my teaching. For I, too, was a son to my father, still tender and cherished by my mother. Then he taught me, and he said to me, Take hold of my words with all of your heart. Keep my commands and you will live. Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget my words or turn away from them. Do not forsake wisdom and she will protect you. Love her and she will watch over you. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. Though it cost you all that you have, get understanding. May God bless the reading and the hearing and the understanding of his precious and holy word. Be wise in what you teach your children. This Father's Day that we are celebrating and this weekend, we find that dads are getting complimented and pampered and given gifts. One little boy had an interesting description of Father's Day. He said this, Father's Day is just like Mother's Day, only you don't spend as much on their present. There's a young couple who decided they were going to buy new appliances for the house. And so they decided they would give their old refrigerator to the parents. Since they lived many miles apart, they had that refrigerator shipped to the parents. And a few days later, the phone rang and the mother was on the other end said, Honey, we want to send you a check for the refrigerator. And the daughter said, No, Mom, it's a gift. Uh, we want you to have it. And the mother said, but you could have sold it and got real money for it. And the daughter said, look, Mom, just considered a repayment for all those things that you did to take care of me while I was at home. And after a slight pause, her mother said, in that case, the refrigerator doesn't cover it. There is a great repayment that all of us have that we can never cover to our parents who have been faithful in being able to watch over us and take care of us. How on this day we are grateful for fathers and parents who have paved the way for us. And as this passage of Scripture talks about, has given us instruction as to how to live. We learn how to live to begin with in our life from that home that we grew up in, from our parents, from the time we are born and we are put into the home, we are beginning to learn and we're being taught how to live each day. And it's more important today than it ever has. You see, it's a tough day, isn't it? Uh, to be a parent, to be a father. We have competing claims upon our time all the time. The typical parent could be responding to many things all at one time. The PTO needs a new treasure, and you are nominated. The Little League baseball team that your son plays for 
it needs a coach or they won't be able to have a team this year. You just learned at work that one of your colleagues is going into retirement, and it will open up uh, a new branch manager position for you, possibly someone who takes extra projects and shows a lot of enthusiasm is maybe going to get this job. The president of the United Way begs you to coordinate the gifts for major companies in your area. He reminds you of the agencies that are dependent upon these funds. You face all of these challenges and maybe request to participate in things in the community. And all of those things are, are good, and yet we find ourselves bombarded uh, by all the business of the world in which we live in. But there you are as a dad, sitting at your desk, glancing at your family that you love so much. The children you realize are growing up so fast. Your spouse suggests that she needs to make an appointment with you, that you've been so busy. Don't they have legitimate claims on you and your time? We pay a price by the choices that we make oftentimes to our families. Take heart. I like what Max Licato said as he discovered these words himself in Matthew 14, 22. He said, Jesus dismissed the crowd. Now, what was going on? He said no to a good opportunity and yes to a better one. It was a deliberate uh, choice to honor his own personal priorities. Jesus realized that his first responsibility was to his heavenly father. On another occasion, we find that Jesus says, blessed are the meek. Uh, we don't like that word meek. We think uh, that it suggests weakness or being wishy-washy or sort of being wimpy. But that's not what it means. The Greek word for meek used here in the Bible is a word used to describe a wild stallion which has been trained for the saddle. It means power under control. It means strength that has direction. It means to be focused. Blessed are the focused, those who know their priorities and are able to honor them. And certainly we are called upon on this day as dads and as fathers, as parents, as grandparents, as surrogate parents and grandparents to be able to stand up to the plate and do the work that God has called us to do. Did you know that there is approximately the same amount of gunpowder in a firecracker as there is in a rifle shell? But the firecracker is unfocused. It makes a lot of noise and accomplishes nothing. The rifle shell, on the other hand, focuses their power upon a specific direction and delivers an enormous punch. You can be a firecracker Christian, or you can be a rifle shot Christian. It's a matter of what our focus is in our life from day to day. St. Paul was a highly focused rifle shot Christian. He declared, I press towards the mark of the high calling of Christ Jesus. You can be a firecracker parent or a rifle shot parent. One makes a lot of noise, or the other gets real results. And it means that we are focused on what is really a priority in our life, and we are going in that direction. As I look at this passage, I draw three truths that I'd like to share <clears throat> with you this morning. The first is, 
uh, for parents is that nothing can substitute for your presence in the life of your children and grandchildren. Many parents rationalize by saying, I don't spend much time with my kids, but I sure have a lot of quality time. A first grader asked his mother why his dad brought home a briefcase that was full of material to do each night. She explained that he had so much work to do that he couldn't get it all done, and so he had to bring it home and do it uh, outside the office. The youngster pondered uh, those words for a while, and then he asked, well, why don't they put him in a slower group? In other words, he needs to slow down from doing uh, his regular job, and he has a real job to be present with us when he's here. I think there's a number of things that's come out of this time that we've entered into with the virus, the COVID-19 virus. But one of the things I keep hearing over and over again, some from our people, others as we, wa as we watch TV, is the fact that um, this virus has given us more time, it's given us more energy, it's given us uh, the ability to get to know our kids to be able to learn more about them, to let them know that we care about them and love them. So there is some good that has come from this time of virus. Parents, remember this. If you can't say no to some requests, your life will drip away like a leaky faucet, and you won't make much of an impact on the lives of your family and children. A man was in an important meeting at work, and when he raised his hand, he said, Mr. Chairman, I know that what we're doing here today is very important, but I must leave at 5 o'clock sharp. You see, I have made a promise to my son. He has a little league game. It starts at 5.30, and I have made that promise that I will be present when that game starts. Everybody around the table beamed with admiration. Here was a man who would not uh, be able to put other things in, ahead of his son, and so that was a priority in his life. So it's important that we know that nothing can substitute uh, our presence with our family. That's really an important and key thing for us. And secondly, I'd say, uh, as dads and as parents, uh, we are a role model all the time. Now, that puts a lot of pressure on us. And uh, not as though we need more pressure. But parents communicate values by what they say, what they praise, what they condemn, what they ignore, but even more powerfully, by the way that they live. Our children listen to our every word. They watch our every deed, and they draw their own conclusions. A little girl by the name of Mary Jane was picked up at her kindergarten class. Her mother was in a hurry to get her, and then she had about five errands to run. And on the way home, um, she was in a big hurry, and she was driving way too fast. And when she saw the policeman and the blue light flashing behind her, she was totally frustrated. He pulled her over and asked for her license, and while the mother was going through her pocketbook trying to find her license, suddenly she heard a little voice from the back saying this, Mama, he doesn't look like a turkey to me. Our children hear everything that we say, don't they? We are role models for them constantly. 
If your child hears you use God's name carelessly or profanely, the child will draw conclusions about God and your relationship with God. We know that we are imperfect. We know that none of us measure up. We know that we fall short of the glory of God, but sometimes we show our worst sides before our own personal children. How important it is us for us to acknowledge that we have failings and sometimes ask for forgiveness. What has happened to respect in our society and dignity in our world and in our own personal families? Respect includes obedience, being kind, and having courtesy. It's something as old-fashioned as saying, yes, sir, and no, ma'am. It's opening the door for another person that you have to wait a few seconds to get there. It's letting somebody else in line in front of you who may be disabled or elderly. It is one part of parenting that we earn. Parents who rear their children with discipline and fairness and integrity, they win the prize of respect. On the other hand, it is extremely hard to respect someone who has been undisciplined and selfish. A 12-year-old girl named Sally lost her contact lens on her way to school, and her mother told her this, we'll just report it to the insurance company uh, that they were stolen. That way, they will pay for them. It's all right, Sally. Everybody does it. And when Sally was 19, a college classmate offered her uh, the answer for an upcoming exam said, I'll charge you $150. She worried about failing the course, so she paid the price. She got caught cheating and expelled from school, and when she was greeted at home by her parents, they had great indignation, and they asked, where, where did you learn that behavior? And she replied, I learned it from you, Mom and Dad. It's easier to honor people whom you respect Respect must be earned, and it must start in the family. We can't expect that to start somewhere else. It starts fundamentally in our own personal families, and we need to make sure that we show it there if we want it shown in the world that we live in. And finally, I would say about parenting, no one can have a greater influence on their child than a parent. And I would even say, dads, you have an important role. All the data that we've ever learned tells us that moms are more apt to go to church. They're more apt to teach the Bible. They're more apt uh, to encourage their kids to pray. It's important for us as dads and as fathers that we do assume our own personal role and that we could add so much if we would encourage our children in a spiritual way. If parents fail, chances are small that the church or any other grandparent or friend can make up that deficit. Children, they're bright, they're sharp. If they sense that the Bible is really important to you, that you don't just dust it off occasionally, but that you actually pick it up and you read it and you seek to practice it, they'll sense that and they'll know that. Uh, if you are only praying occasionally or if it's just a, a real short prayer as you eat your meal, they'll sense that prayer is not important at all, and they won't do it. 
if you began to give off uh, the air that Sunday worship is a grim duty rather than a treasured privilege, they will stop attending church as soon as they can, and they may not ever return again because they sensed that it really wasn't that important, and it really didn't make a difference in our life. They really watch us for those things. Parents, fathers, dads, we can have the most important influence in the life of our children of any possible person in all the world. Yes, that puts a lot on our plate, but we need to assume those responsibilities on this day. We've had several dogs, and I think we've had at least one dog to go to obedience training. I don't know how effective it was in our household. But a lot of people are sending their dogs off to be trained. They want them to be mannerly, and they want them to be obedient and do what they want them to do. And we'll pay a considerable amount of money to have our dogs trained. But what I see often is that we fail to bring our sons and our daughters to church, to teach them spiritual truths, to share the gospel of Christ, what it means in our own life, not just what it can mean for them, but telling them personally uh, your journey, your testimony about what God has done in your life. I see oftentimes we fail to instill Christian principles even though uh, those lessons are free. And I fear one day God will ask us, why did you care more about your dog's obedience training than about your precious son or daughter's relationship with Jesus Christ? I had one time when I was a youth minister, a parent tell me that they're not going to say too much to their son about accepting Christ. And I said, why, why is that? They said, well, I don't feel like I'm putting any pressure on them. I don't feel like that I'm driving them away. And I said, yeah, we have to be careful that we don't do that. But we also have to be careful that we share the message of Christ day in and day out, that we help them to understand that Christ is paramount in our life, that he is central to who we are and ever will be, and it's our responsibility to share that message uh, with our children. Clovis Chapel was a great preacher of a generation ago, and he used to tell the story uh, about two paddle boat uh, steamers. And they left Memphis about the same time, traveling down the river to New Orleans, and as they traveled side by side, uh, crew members made disparaging remarks about how the other was slow and how they were going to beat the other boat, and words were exchanged and challenges were made. And as the race began, the competition was keen as the boats roared uh, down the Mississippi. But it wasn't long before one boat got behind the other. Not enough fuel. Uh, there was plenty of coal for the trip, but not enough for a race. And as the boats dropped back, an enterprising crew member took some of the ship's cargo and tossed it in the ovens. Well, their boat began to catch up, and uh, they made more fuel out of that cargo that had been thrown into the ovens. They finally won the race, but in the process, they burned their cargo. The very material that they had been hired to transport. Wow. Parents, our primary mission 
is not to win some rat race, is not to have the largest bank accounts, to not be thought of even as the person in the world that has great prominence, but to faithfully care for those special people that God has entrusted to us, especially our children. Blessed are those who value their time and resources in being able to use them in the right way. Family and spiritual emphasis should become priorities for us to surrender our lives to. You see, be wise in what you teach your children. That is essential for us today. We talk about things that are essential. In my mind, this is essential. It appears to me that we're getting further and further away from those central elements that we have uh, cherished in our Christian faith, but we need to get back to that, that we teach in our home. We don't expect somebody else to do it. We're going to assume that responsibility for our families because it's important. It's life-changing. It's transformational. May God bless you as you use wisdom in teaching your children and grandchildren and surrogate children in your life. Amen and amen. May God bless you on this Father's Day as we are reminded of the responsibilities and, and what God has given us to do. And we hope that as uh, children that you too would be responsive to understand how important it is uh, that God use your parents to teach you uh, right from wrong and important values in your life. Would you join me in a prayer, please? Our Heavenly Father, we ask your forgiveness where we failed you. Oftentimes, we have put emphasis on things that are trivial and unimportant and things that are passing. Help us to focus on values, Christian principles that will last forever. Those things that we retain throughout our life and those times when our parents and grandparents and other important adults in our life are nowhere to be found, we can make choices and decisions because we have been taught right from wrong. We have the Holy Spirit giving us direction, and we've learned so much of that. Uh, in the home, through the teaching of the scriptures and through the instruction of our parents. We pray, O oh Lord, that we would be far more on this day and the days ahead than we've been in the past. And help us, O oh Lord, that we would commit our life to you. Forgive us again, Lord, where we have failed you. May we be better than we've ever been before. For us, in the name of Christ our Lord, we make this prayer. Amen. Again, it has been good to have you with us today. We hope the Lord has touched you and blessed you. We hope that you make an impact on somebody's life on this day and this week that you're able to reach out and you're able to use what God has blessed you with to touch somebody else for the betterment. Until we meet again, may God bless you and walk along beside you. Amen and amen. Hope again that you join uh, those who can be a part of Vacation Bible School tonight at 6. And uh, we look forward to our time and responses from you. Thank you uh, for the encouragement that you've given to us. Uh, may God bless.
Thank you. 